Diamantes, you can call me DK. My co-host is Bricky, you can call him Bricky, and he's gonna be, you know, giving us all this ridiculous Warhammer 40k lore. Yeah, cool. And if you enjoyed today's episode, head on over to patreon.com slash Adeptus Ridiculous, where you can support the podcast. We are, ooh, about 400-ish dollars away from a Demon Kilbasa episode. So if you've been wondering what we think of that nightmare fuel, maybe consider supporting the podcast a little bit. You also get access to the Discord. Uh, you get access to some sweet emotes that you can also find uh, on our YouTube channel if you become a High Lord or when we stream, HD posters, um, all that fun stuff. Just go check it out. Just, you'll have a great time. Uh, and Bricky will tell you all about our sick-ass merch and the book club. Yo, did you say sick-ass merch? Sick-ass merch! Oh my goodness, we're off the rails already. Hell that that yeah. intro that intro is holding on by a thread. I can hear it. <laughs> you can Shut just up and tell them about the stuff. Sick ass <laughs> merch over at orchid.com or check out the description of this video. We have shirts, hoodies, stickers, and the dice will be coming very soon. In fact, I think next week. Oh boy. Ooh, oh, I know. Boy. Oh, Everyone boy. working at Orchid 8, get ready. <laughs> oh, I know. It's they're not gonna well, Dice is okay. They they just have to package them. But but oh, still. Okay. Yeah. Uh check it out over there. Also, we are reading the Twice Dead King for the book club. Read it. Necrons, it's good. Yeah. We we might have to delay that a little bit because over the Christmas break I didn't read any of it. Um over Christmas. I, I was I was too busy with like family and having a good time and I totally forgot to read any of it. So sick. Let's go. <laughs> you, you know, no, I, I, I no, no. You, was, you get, you get nothing. No, it was Christmas. It was, it was Christmas. It was, it was Christmas. Christmas. Oh Christmas. man, I, I, I was trying to make a Crips and a Bloods joke with, there, with but Chris I, I, I Crimble. Chris, what? Chris, Chris Crimble. I don't you, know. You know. Let's just get on with this episode. It's too early for this. Happy Toyota Thon. <laughs> Happy Honda Days. Happy Honda. That's Honda Days of Summer. Come on. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> go go make a Ren and Stimpy reference, you boomer. Whoa. Whoa. This guy, Bricky, did not know the log song, and he did not know Powdered Toast Man. Comment section, get him. Get him. You you know that the people who know that stuff don't know how to use a computer? It's big. It's heavy. It's wood. It's log. Log, it's better than bad. It's great. They don't know how to use a computer. Uh, I do. Barely. This is getting really off the rails. How do we get to Ren and Stimpy? It's only been like two minutes. Yeah, and we're already really just... Boy. This is our... If anyone truly came to Adeptus <laughs> Ridiculous for fucking high-quality, on-topic <laughs> lore, they've they've set themselves up for failure. That's that okay. That's fair. You're right. You're right. But. I think I think this is. I think as far as I as far as I'm concerned, DK, this podcast is fire. Hot fire. Speaking of fire. Whoa, oh, dude! Yes, the greatest. All right, shy. Put a segue. Have him go across the screen. Let's go. <laughs> or she'll just post the picture of her drinking coffee and just say no again. Yeah, probably. That's yeah. That's one of those. Salamanders! Salamanders! Yay! I was hoping you'd try and do a quote, and I could interrupt you at the beginning of the quote and be like, "No, it's salamanders. I got it." Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. Okay. Death to the false emperor. It's the salamanders. I Wait. knew it. We got you. Did it. Damn it. <laughs> You baited me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. See, getting off the rails is half of the enjoyment of this of these yeah, episodes. That's fair. Okay, fine. All right. Well, actually, I do, I do have a I do have a quote. I think I think somewhere hey. like a, like a do I have a quote? Where is it? Start to there it is. Right. Oh, it's the war cry. Well, because you know every every Marine Legion has a war cry. Sure. You know, Ave Dominus Nux, a Hydra Dominatus, Iron Within, Iron Without, Do Your Taxes. You know, it was a good one. And uh, and for the Salamanders, it is into the fires of battle, unto the anvil of war. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it works with them, because fire and anvils. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Mount Salamanders! Deathfire, right? What was that? Mount, Mount Deathfire is on there? Uh, Mount Deathfire. You know, <laughs> something I didn't, I didn't know about until a little bit ago. Apparently, Vulcan is the name of the largest, scariest salamander. How did you not know that? I don't know. 
Because I just oh. didn't know that. Oh. oh, you mean like an actual like reptilian salamander? The biggest, baddest one is called a Vulcan. No, like like on Nocturne, the big like like the biggest, baddest salamander is called Vulcan, and therefore Vulcan was named after the salamander. Oh, okay. Yeah, hey, it's neat. Got you. I, I thought you were like, I thought you were being like, yeah, did you know of the Salamander Space Marines? Vulcan was the biggest? I was like, well, well yeah. This <laughs> is fucking Primark, you idiot. How did you, you not know that? We did a whole episode on him. What the, What are you talking about, buddy? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I was so confused. I was like, what? How did you, how did you miss that, dude? You just, he's your favorite. I'm going <laughs> to... Why is this so funny to you? I don't know. It just is. Continue with the salamander. Oh, my God. All right. Salamander. So Vulcan was our last episode. Mm -hmm. Talked about Vulcan. And mainly, as we know, the the exciting parts of Vulcan are really his personality and how he deems and, and talks about battle. And some of his involvement in the Horus heresy, getting tortured and and, and, and nuked by Peter, <laughs> by Peter Turbo. Um, it's so to do it. it's he 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 got him. Yeah, Peter Turbo Laser Vision. Um, <laughs> but everything around that, I'm not a huge fan of the whole John Grammaticus thing. And I mean, War of the Beast is cool, but that that's something we'll do on a different time. Yeah, it's separate um, episode. I'd like a book of Vulcan. Most of Vulcan's books aren't good. Most of the Salamanders' books are just not great. And I think it's because they're they're written. Very space marine centric, and uh, and, o- and often the best way to do it is you know put a human in there or something, kind of like give a little bit of back and forth. But yeah, the I, I think I don't know why, but maybe it's very like bland. Which if the salamanders didn't have all their fire, flame, and sacrifice thing, they would probably be a little more of a bland space marine chapter. Yeah, um, I mean they're, not kind of, they're kind of boy scouts, right? Yeah, well, not as boy scouty as you know Gilliman and his and his in yep. his Eagle Scouts and his bitches. Yeah, you know, you know the Gilliman. All of them are Eagle Scouts at fifteen, like yeah. like me, because I was an Eagle Scout at fifteen. <laughs> okay. Uh, but Vulcan, those are the guys who just are in the Boy Scouts, just to like, you know, they're they're chilling, they're going on campouts, but then they're just putting whatever they can in the fire because they're curious. <laughs> like, ooh, ooh, this will burn. What can burn? Ah, uh, wait, what the hell? What's this, Shy? Uh, quote, okay, Shy has something for me. So speaking of which, quote everyone wanted you to cover was confrontation between Vulcan and Magnus, right? I remember oh. that. When Mag- Yeah, there's a confrontation. It's like when Magnus learned the price of Emperor taking him back despite the heresy was sacrificing all of his sons, he looked at Vulcan, asked if he could pay that price in Magnus's shoes, and Vulcan said not even for one. Oh wow! So Vulcan is a good, good boy. I I needed a more I needed more punctuation in that because I legitimately thought that Vulcan that Magnus was like, how much would you pay for my shoes? Like, oh. like my shoes, like my my fucking. My, do you think Magnus wears Jordans, DK? No, uh, I I. Mm. He, Magnus wears Crocs. I was gonna say Magnus probably wears Birkenstocks. He probably he wears the Jesus Ooh. sandals. That's or is that Lorgar? Oh well, you know, yeah, he probably does because you know he's gotta walk around in all that dust. That's um, true, but Vulcan would not even pay for a single shoe, which means that Vulcan, unlike our mascot Doge Van Dyer, is not in defeat. Heretic. No, good boy. What the fuck? Heretic. <laughs> he's a heretic. He doesn't he doesn't like feet like Doge Van Dyer? Heretic. Basically, Vulcan is like, you know, like Magnus is like, hey, if you were in the, in the same shoes to sacrifice your sons, you know, for this thing, like, what'd you do? Yeah. And Vulcan's like, not, not even, a, not even yep. a single one. Yep, he's he's such a good boy. Yeah, he's, he's such he a, good a good boy. Like, he's a very, very good boy. He's a very yeah. nice boy. Anyway, that's Vulcan. Salamanders. Salamanders, 18th Legion, of course. Um, the main doodad to know about the Salamanders is that especially during the Harris Heresy in times and before the Great and during the Great Crusade, they were always the smallest. Yet, despite being the smallest, they always had the largest tendency for suicide. Uh, and not not oh. actually suicide, but like self-sacrifice, you know. Right, right, right. Like like suicidal fights, because there's an old quote, and I don't remember who who said it. Um but it was like 
uh, the the sign of a true soldier is not to hate what's in front of him, but to love what's behind him. Ah, like like that's like a, that's a nice quote. That's a nice soldier quote. Yeah, like you you don't fight to kill what's in front of you. You fight to protect, protect what's behind, what's behind you. you. Yeah, like that's, yeah, that's that's the concept. So it's a very very salamandersy kind of yeah, concept, you know. Okay. Um, as for the salamanders themselves, a little bit more on on them, on what they're all about, what they all do. Uh, if I could find my damn my damn link, there we go. Got it. Um, obviously, we know about the the salamanders in terms of their iconography. Uh, they are all in green color, a little bit brighter green than they used to be. Uh, Shy, do you have a picture of what salamanders used to look like yeah, before G GW changed it? No, I found it. It's too on the nose, I think, of being like, oh, it's dragon, so it has to be green. And there it is. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, this moment right here, have you ever seen, have you seen Robin Hood Men in Tights before? No. Uh, there's a moment, there's a, there's a witch, her name is Latrine, um, cause you know, like a toilet, um, yep. and yeah. the king is like, oh, your, your name is Latrine, and she's like, yeah, my family changed, it's like, oh, you changed to Latrine? What was your name before? And she's like, shit house! And he's like, oh, good change, that's a, that's a good change, and this feels very similar, where the, whatever that yellow and black abomination is, that's the name shit house. And the green one is like latrine. So it's a good change. I wish I had the same the same gusto that you had that for 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 yelling shit house the top of your lungs <laughs> at nine a.m. in the morning. It's all that rating, man. It's got me, you know, in the you know. See, it's it's the same colors as Imperial Fists, except it's just linked in like a crappy salamander scaled thing. And it, oh, it looks so horrible. It's really bad. I have a much more appreciation for the green now. <laughs> oh my god, that's hideous. Jesus. And the, the green can actually be done pretty well if it's if it's used in the proper way. But uh, anyway, that, that's a sidetrack. Um, the salamanders themselves, of course, are, you know, they have all their main aspects of self-sacrifice and that kind of deal. But the most important thing to really be noted when it comes to salamanders, at least in my opinion, is that they're really reliant on, on self-reliance. Yeah. So when the salamanders, they spend a lot of time like alone, and they, and like oh. like chill like like with their own mind. You know, it's self like to be relying on themselves. Obviously, loyalty, all that stuff, and and helping yeah. the innocent. But for example, um, the salamanders are huge with their craftsmanship. Of course, we know this. Like sure. um, the the forged in the fires of the anvil, anvil craftsmanship. They have a lot more tech marines than the average uh, group, mainly because the tech marines are very well. They, they get more chances to craft new stuff. Um, not as many as like the iron hands, but the thing to note is that like you, if you are a salamander. You don't take your bolter to an artificer in order to get oh, it fixed. You, you fix, fix your own shit. Yeah. Right. And you, you, there's no imperial, like there's an imperial standard, but you don't, you don't do it for yourself. You customize your crap. Um, like if you've got your own bolter and your bolter jams, you are a self-reliant person. You fix your own fucking bolter. Yeah. And then maybe you put it with some new parts. So you craft a new barrel or something. And then so all of their weapons are all literally like pretty much handmade to the user. They are they're custom adjusted. That I'm I'm surprised more chapters aren't like that. Cause like if you need an artificer to like fix your armor, fix your gun, like what if you don't have access to an artificer? What if you're in the field and like your weapon breaks down or something and you have to repair your armor? It's like, well, there's no artificer, so I guess I'll just go in handicapped. It's like you'd think more people would be really adept at like customizing and fixing their own shit. I think they do know how to fix their own shit, but there's a difference between fixing your own shit and actually like crafting and upgrading your own shit. Like yeah. I'm like I may know how to how to change the oil in my car, but I if my engine block breaks, I don't know how to put it back in. Like you couldn't fix your own transmission. Exactly. You could certainly put some air in your tires. Yeah, the the yeah. salamanders will fix their transmission and then and then give it a brand new engine, put on a yeah. muffler, throw on a spoiler on that bastard that's going to look very ugly. Turbo but charged. Yeah. Turbo. They're going to get that NOS. Oh, no. 
Which actually kind of goes to like actually that that's a very ironic because the salamanders are not fast. Oh, yeah. uh, they're, they're 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 big actually, and clunky and slow, right? They're actually a little. I mean, they can move at the same speed as a regular marine, sure. uh, but there's a con a concept that they're a little slower on their reflexes. That might not actually be true, but they're just kind of they're very like slow and sturdy. That's oh. the concept is that their battle tactics really don't often rely on things like speeders or bikes or anything. They have some tanks. And they move up and they like close range combat because Meltas are close range and so are yeah. Flamers. So they're the tank of the party. They're slow. Uh, yeah, they have a very large amount of Terminators in their chapter. Mm. Um, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense since they're big. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and having a large amount of Terminators, especially equipped with things like Flamers, and they really like their Thunder Hammers. Um, oh, obviously, Vulcan do. had a Thunder Hammer, but... <laughs> The it's salamanders, yeah, this is, it is also a hammer, <laughs> but they like their close quarters combat because that's where they excel with their flamers, their meltas, those are the two main weapons, and melee combat. They're not as big into melee as, say, the Blood Angels or the White Scarf or the Space Wolves, but they like their hammers. They like getting in there and getting one clean clunk. Yeah, um, that, that makes sense for them. Did, did you ever heard the story about what uh, the guy who got punched by Mike Tyson and what it felt like? Um, I feel like I have, but I don't remember how it goes. So go ahead and tell me. Well, Mike Tyson, obviously, you know, he he was known for making you spend a lot of money for a pay-per-view and then not getting anything because it was over in round one. <laughs> he would knock you the fuck out. Whew, Mike Tyson in his prime was a savage. One guy who got knocked out by him specifically said that it, it felt like I... Uh, I felt like someone put a phone book to the side of my hand, and then a major league baseball player hit me with a baseball bat. Uh, yeah, that's that sounds about right. Um, I'm surprised it wasn't worse. I'm surprised it wasn't like, yeah, it feels like you know a strong man hit me upside the head with a fucking metal hammer. Well, I mean, I, I think he was trying to be realistic. Like the, oh, the sure, phone, the sure. phone book is the glove keeping me from dying. Yeah. Oh um, man. So I posted a gif of him hitting someone. It's like, God damn, I forgot how hard that motherfucker hit. That, that was a Jesus. clean uppercut. That was, oh man. I, that dude probably was not eating solid foods for a month. I, uh, a, a, slight, a slight shout out to, to my, one of my personal favorite boxers, which was Sonny Liston. Good old girl, Sonny Liston. Love, love watching his old shit. It's so good. Never heard of him, but I'm, I'm sure he hit like a truck too. Sonny Liston's really pot. All right, I'm, I'm upset with you. Um, oh, sorry. Jesus, I don't so, know boxing. Like, Space Wolves, right, they attack a ton. Savagery, white scars are really fast. Mm -hmm. The idea for Salmer is that they get the hammer. It's like they only need one or two hits. Yeah. You know, because once they hit you with that thing, like, it's going to hurt. Over. You're knocked out. You're on your ass. Also, because Salamanders are bigger than the average Marine. They they because they have the gene seat of their father Vulcan. They're they're a little bit taller, a little bit wider. They're a bit chunkier than Makes the sense. average Marine. They're they're a bit tougher. Yeah. Um. And then combining that with like a little slow moving kind of advance of these tough, tanky, close range monsters with the the thunder hammers, it really adds a pretty neat feel to to their combat. Where it's instead of being too fast, they're very they're stoic. Mm -hmm. But they're okay with, like, shooting bolters and stuff and then getting in close. It's not like they'll just, like, oh, bolter, dishonorable. Throw that away and just, like, slow charge with a hammer or something. Oh, no. They're, like I said, they're a very classic marine chapter where they have their bolters, they have their companies, they have their, their strike squads and scouts and all that. But they have a preference for flame weaponry okay. and things like hammers. Yeah. And like. Okay. Cool. Um, as now, you, uh, that's like the main way they do a lot of their combat and, and their fighting, of course, uh, forging their own weaponry. But I mentioned a few times before that the Salamanders actually are some of the only Marines that actually can chill with their families. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that, yeah. Very so, rare in the Imperium. I think they're the only ones. Oh. I don't I don't think I think when you become a Marine, you get through all the genetic stuff and you're shipped out and you're gone. Um, but the the salamanders actually a little bit like I think a little bit like real military when they're off duty they sometimes even like live with their family. 
Whoa. So you I, really want to be a salamander then? Well, like, it, it goes into the concept. Well, I don't know. You uh, When you hear about some of the rituals, you might consider otherwise. But oh. um, it's the it really adds more to that, like, sacrifice for humans. Like, it makes it really uh, easier to want to save humanity and civilians when you live with your mom and dad. Yeah, I mean, you're, you are with humanity all the time, so you'd have a much bigger appreciation for it. Um, not that this is on topic, but who would be the best chapter to be a part of? I, being a space marine is actually is a great job in general. It's one of the best jobs in the entire world of 40k. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, unless you're like a fucking aristocrat in some fancy pantsy hive city or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the process to become one is never fun. Oh, that's true. It's it's grueling, horribly yeah. painful, and involves you getting chopped up by by surgeons and yeah. implanted with crap, right? Yeah, extra stomachs, extra hearts, all yeah, that all it's, stuff that makes your uh, blood coagulate faster, and yeah, yeah, it's it's not a great feeling. Uh, now, I, I guess the best thing to ever be was some kind of hoity-toity aristocrat in some world that that would be the strongest thing for you, but. Mm-hmm. But Honestly. if you were dead set on becoming a space marine, because I mean, it doesn't sound like it's a bad gig to be um, a salamander. Like, obviously, you are still in it to fight, and you are still in it to be honorable, and like you're still protecting people. But at least, like, you can still chill with your family, and you're not just completely like brainwashed into being like, "Nope, don't have a family. I'm Talos. I'm gonna shoot my mom." Um, so, it doesn't sound that bad as far as space marine chapters go. It doesn't sound like a. a the Sallys have it too bad. Okay, I hate to actually you. Oh, um, no. I hate to actually you, but Talos didn't shoot his mom. It was some, uh, some oh, person yeah, on the yeah. side. He, he just didn't realize it was his. Yeah, whatever. Yes. I like, how the only, I like how the only reference you have to anything Space Marine is the Night Lord's books, which are some of like, the least Space Marine-y fucking <laughs> well, Space yeah, Marines. Because they're, they're chaos. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, also, they're, they're uh, criminals. Whatever. Um, ah, I, I don't really details. know. I don't really know because a lot of the way you become a space marine is is dependent on the world. Like I would imagine the ultramarines is probably an easier one than some of the oh, others. No, yeah, yeah. no pain glove, but like there's a lot of lava involved and fire involved in the in the salamares ones, and you probably grew up on Nocturne, which is a death world. True, you but know? It, it, ultramarine might be easier, but then you have to be an ultramarine and. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. You get to have fun. You get to have the ugh. like the largest legion. Ugh. Ugh. Ah, whatever. Yeah. You know, Emperor Shy makes a point. Emperor's children are having the most fun. Most yeah, but then definitely. You're, then you're a heretic. And? Well, your soul is could you 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 get you gotta be all slanesh. I think is Emperor's children, right? That's gotta be slanesh. Yeah, right? exactly. You're having endless drugs and music and sex. Hmm. Uh, death to the emperor. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and like that <laughs> death to the false emperor uh, uh, uh all, all hail slanesh um the the the, <laughs> uns, the she who thirsts and dk was thirsty <laughs> yeah i was thirsty give me that tall glass of slanesh um Ew. anyway anyway <laughs> fucking uh anyway sally's um sally's yes so often they they have this uh very close-knit feeling of family which is also why that self-sacrifice is so important because their brothers are you know that they're their brothers they understand this family concept a lot more Mm -hmm. Uh, and when they live with their family they understand and they they can craft and they have their own stuff they can craft they they have a lot of it's the same reason why i on the other side of the fence i like the night lords because there's a lot of personality in the legion yeah you know, this, the Salamanders chapter it has a lot of personality. Everything from their physical appearance, which looks different, the way they do war and the way they conduct themselves is all very different, just like the, the Night Lord yeah. stuff, which is why I find these two as my favorite factions of Marines is because a lot of effort and time was put into the, like, the culture mm-hmm. and all that. And speaking of, you want to... Uh, so becoming a Salamander... Becoming a salamander. Becoming a salamander. Uh, there's a very large amount of, of stuff you got to do in order to become a salamander. Okay. Uh, but one of the main things is you have to do a lot of the trials that Vulcan had to do when he was with, uh, going against the Emperor. 
Oh, you mean those things that he tied the emperor with when they were doing that little contest? Well, like, for example, uh, yeah, basically. Like, w when you are a young lad, you need to be taught how to work in the forge. You know, we're, we're a Ferris man, so the Iron Hands like to craft weapons using technology and stuff. Like, Vulcan mm -hmm. liked a good fire and a good hammer and a good anvil. He liked to craft a, a legitimate, like, a sword, you know? Yeah. Or a, re a real-ass hammer. Yeah, that makes and sense for the uh, Sallys, yeah. And so when, as you're growing up as a wee lad, you are working in the forge. You are learning how to craft stuff, and perhaps you might be selected to join the Legion. And if you are, which, you know, sounds horrible, but in terms of, of 40K, it's an honor. Mm -hmm. And if you are selected, you go through a lot of those same tests. In fact, one of the tests, I believe, is, in fact, finding a salamander and hunting it and killing it. Oh, just just like uh, Emps and uh, Vulcan did. Yeah, Which, that's no easy thing, is it? That's, that's well, a... Vulcan blew his head off with one swing of its hammer because he's an enormous son of a bitch. Yeah, but that's Vulcan and that's Big E. Like, not everybody is is going to be able to do what they can do. Exactly, which is why it's a, a grueling task, yeah, and a hard yeah. task. Uh, but once you are, then you know you then become. After that, you you get you know the usual thing where you're carved up and organs are put into you sure and, the usual becoming a space marine thing yeah yeah um and then the gene seed of course which also does give you a fun little doodad which uh gives you something called fire sight which oh. allows you well, that's the glowing red eyes are not just aesthetic they let you i think like <laughs> see infrared oh that that probably comes in very handy it's kind of neat and different and weird but kind of neat yeah that's that's pretty dope actually it, it, having that ability to see like that is is super it's just kind of a cool thing to add yeah. to a little bit like an actual ability to go along with their red eyes yeah and very useful because like they can so then they can do like night operations because they if like well i guess assuming that they're fighting warm-blooded um opponents it, they can't hide from them like they're they're gonna know where they're hiding because you know they get the well unless they're hiding in a volcano well, yeah, well, that's big red chunk. But yeah, that's that's very handy. It's neat. Um, it's neat to have, like just have that along with with all the other facets of being a space marine as like a little additional doodad. Yeah. Um, but also going along and kind of uh, becoming one of these major space one of these major space marines, you all, you work a lot with the Promethean cult, which is their little uh, little religiony thing, I guess. Okay, the Promethean cult. That sounds like a cult of fire. Makes sense. Well, I talked about it a little bit before where it's like the, the non-heretical one done by the Inquisition. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Inquisition's like, yeah, it's cool. Um, so basically they use fire a lot to go through their rituals. Mm -hmm. um, like, for example, uh, if you like very often Salamander Space Marines will have ritual branding. Uh, okay. where uh, frequently there are trials of them walking over burning coals or carrying hot metal bars. Oh. Because if you're going to have any kind of physical appearance change for the Salamanders, it's going to be fucking branding. Of course. And there are a couple rites or rituals, and this shit fucking gets me, man. All right. All right. So there's one, it's an ancient ritual called the Burning Walk. And normally, this is used for the really old or crippled mm -hmm. as a way to end their final days in fire. It's like a, like a walk and never return. Oh, fun. So you <laughs> take a, a solitary pilgrimage to the Pyre Desert of Nocturne to, okay. well, you know, some of them, Salamares, take the journey to restore a troubled soul. Or hopefully die in the attempt. Yeah. Um, and so far, only one salamander has ever come back. Oh. Who who came back? Are they like a super important one or? Apothecary Fugus of the Third Company. I don't know. I don't know them. Oh, okay. But um, they didn't they didn't die in the desert. They just came back and were like, hey guys, I'm great. I'm better now. Wow. Uh, right. So the other one, the Ritual of Internment and Ascension. Ah, that sounds not fun. When a captain of the Salamanders is slain, he is placed on a vast slab of black marble. 
and then he is lowered into a lava flow in this giant volcanic rock, right? Mm -hmm. The slab is lowered by two separate space marines in the traditional garb of a metal worker of Nocturne who have these enormous chains the size of their fists Whoa. etched with symbols of their forge, the flame, anvil, and hammer. And when they lower the chains into the lava, the chains will then heat up due to being uh, near the lava, and they need to grip the chains in such a way where the red-hot metal chains will then brand their hands to perfect oh. to perfectly brand their hands and arms with the symbol of the hammer, anvil, and flame. And then, after that, uh, the ritual of interment, then comes the ritual of ascension, where the okay. new captain to take their place will be stripped naked besides a sash, and then have uh will then have uh, the branded the marks of the captain upon their chest and right shoulder and then step into a dais in which the ascendant will be subjected to a blast of flame from below surrounding them with a pillar-like inferno for a few seconds oh uh, that's fun in 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 which the regent then says Vulcan's fire beats in my breast, and then the person in the flame says, with it I shall smite the foes of the Emperor. And then he takes a nice bath. Oh boy, that's, I mean, I, I, I guess that's a very Salamander's thing to do. You're all about the fire and and the, the, the dragon and the Salamander, so yeah, it's that sounds very Salamander's. It sounds very painful. Oh boy! Uh, I mean, I was like, "Oh, the branding thing." Boy, that sounds awful. You know, holding those like you know molten, basically molten chains. Boy, that sounds painful. Uh, that's that's child's play can, compared to just being consumed by flames for uh, however long while stark naked. That's that's. Hmm. Hmm. There's also mm -hmm. another one where when a salamander dies, if the body is not returned to Nocturne and ritually destroyed or burned in Mount Deathfire, mm -hmm. uh, they may elect to cremate the body locally in the campaign, where in that situation, as the fallen person burns, the fellow salamanders will then thrust their arms into the flames of the pyre. Oh. Uh, as uh, as a very personal ritual where torches may be added to the ceremony, some maybe a lament will be sung, uh, some words of remembrance, but they will all shove their flames in the fire to be like, I love you, brother. I mean, so that obviously that's that sounds very weird and very painful, but there's there's a sort of grace to it. There's like a sort of like uh, a camaraderie to it because that's that's their brother's final like moments. That's like the the flames are literally his last essence, and they're just very close. That's that's kind of that's kind of nice. Aside from you know the self immolation. Um, yes, yeah, besides the self immolation. <laughs> yeah, but aside from that, I mean, it's kind of a it's kind of a heartwarming moment. No pun intended, but you, you know because you're oh you're so you know that's that's kind of cool actually. Let's talk a little bit about some Salamander's characters, my dude. Sure, let's do it. So the number one uh, main one you'll be looking at in terms of the chapter master is a guy named Tushan, Tushan. Uh, which I believe is is memed on in the Emperor Texas speech very very heavily. Oh. Um, Tushan is uh, is very he's the chapter master of the Salamanders. Um, he's he's got a pretty notable notable uh, history under his belt. Um, he looks dope as hell. <laughs> He's got this giant fire drake like mantle and, and cape. He has a, a hammer, some flame weapons, of course. His yeah. hammer is called Stormbearer. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I just posted a picture of him, and he does look very dope. Um, is that a? That's not an iron. Is it iron halo that gives you a little barrier shield thing? That's not what that is, is it? Uh, I think that is an Iron Halo, but it's like a flame version of it. So it gives him like a flame shield? No, I think I think it does exactly what it's supposed to do, but it's just a fire a fiery version of it. It's a oh, it's a salamander's variant. Because gotcha, gotcha. you're a salamander, because so you gotta have that stuff. Yeah, so it's like the same thing Gilliman has. I think Gilliman has one, right? Correct. He, he has an Iron Halo. Right, and 
did Doge have one? He had a Rosarius, I believe. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which is gotcha. basically the same thing uh, in terms of gameplay, but I don't know about lore. Right, so this guy is a tanky motherfucker. Well, he's the chapter master. He, he, he is be. the Marnius Calgar of the Salamanders, the the, okay. the guy who fought the Swarm Lord. Oh, right, you're right. Okay, gotcha. So, so he's the big guy. He's the big boy. He's a big guy. Mm-hmm. He he's the Karn the betrayer of the Salamanders. He's the the big guy, the Typhus of the Death Guard. He's no, no. Karn. He's got both arms armored. Uh, damn fucking straight. He's no Karn, but he's no, no one is no one's Karn. Um, he Lamau. was the uh, Lamau. Lol. Uh, he was also there during the Second War of Armageddon, where the Commissar Yark fought Gaskell on that world. Mm-hmm. If you remember that one, helped yep. uh, mainly helped getting the respect of other. Space Marines like the Blood Angels and uh, mainly went there to go save the citizens. Because, of course, he did. And obviously, he didn't. Duh, sure. Because sure. that's what he's, they do. He's a Sally. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's actually not a whole lot talking about Tushan that I see here. Uh, there is another character known as Adrax Agatone. Ad- uh, oh. oh, is that where Adrax Earthshade comes from? Oh, yes. No, that's Ag- Agrax. Right. Yeah. Or, Agrax, oh, 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 wait. You're right. It's Agrax. Ag- oh, wait. Ah, shit. Well, Adrax is a recent addition. Uh, This guy is actually one of the Primaris Marines as of recently, and he is a very new model, too. A pretty good-looking model, I'm not going to lie. He he looks super dope. Um, But he is also known as Nocturne's Hammer. He is the captain of the third company known as the Pyroclasts. Mm -hmm. And he's a little bit of a weird salamander. Um... Adrax is is a a pragmatist. All right. Um, in more ways than one. Uh, now originally he started off as a scout, as they always do, scouts, and and he you know he's doing his usual thing. But Adrax kind of has this way about him where he's very like I will protect the innocent and I will do whatever I have to mm-hmm. to do so. So he's okay. very cold and and a little dour and a little dark. Huh. Uh but he has he looks like a baller. You you would think he'd be a little more upbeat if he's all about like uh if he's all about like wanting to save everybody. Yeah, you, but you he'll think save he wouldn't be that dark. He save anybody in whatever he has to do. Anything. Oh, Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. So even a, if even if it was uh, something that involved him getting fucked up, if it was to save a bunch of people, he'd do it. That's the idea. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, now maybe I understand why he's a little, little more. He's he's a little more worrisome, but he looks yeah. really cool. And oh, uh, yes, he's, he does. His oh, mini. He does. Also looks great. This is what his mini looks like right here. It's it's actually Ooh. one of the better looking minis, I'd argue, for the salamanders. That that is very cool. I like the way it's painted. Um, the uh, the other pictures I've seen uh, of the of the armor makes it look, but I think it's because it's a much darker tone and has that big silver salamander on the side. Um, yeah, that looks that looks great. That's yeah. fire, if you will. Ah, oh, look at this—a funny guy. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, uh, Adrex is actually pretty good on tabletop. I like him a lot. Uh, as yeah. for the other character we have, we have Brayarth Ashmantle. Okay. He is a dreadnought, and Ooh. he is actually the one currently residing in the Iron Dragon dreadnought. Um, nice. He's a little nothing. Like, like I said, there's not a whole lot. Uh, salamanders stuff in terms of like uh, the books don't really give you a whole bunch of crazy ones or anything it's a little like uh. are the salamanders dreadnoughts any cooler than the other ones or are they all just boxes um I think that these are all just boxes it would be super cool if the salamanders instead of having boxes they had like mechanized dragons like the shit from Mega Man where you had like robot dragons Oh shit! I, I that would be kind of dope. I won't. I won't lie. That would be so cool. And everyone's like, "Oh my god! If I die in battle, it's okay. I'll get a fucking Robo Dragon to drive around in in the afterlife." 
just getting a Robo Dragon. You can run uh, Ash Mantle as well on the tabletop. But the main character, the main person we want to talk about is someone named Vulcan Histan. Oh, um, who's that? Vulcan Histan is someone known as the Forge Father. And this is a, a very special title. The, the chapter master is the big is the big one who leads the com- or leads the, the chapter. But being the forge father, he is tasked with a very specific journey, and that is to find Vulcan. Right. Um, and Vulcanistan is actually named Vulcan because of like to take the name of the greatest of the salamanders, because he is the forge father. Right. Um, and so for him, he was one of the best forgers at his time as a uh, young youth, where a lot of the Salamare space marines would actually come to his his like metalworking area to watch him work as as a young lad because he was that talented yeah. with what he was making. And he eventually yeah. was able to slay, you know, the usual slay the giant lizards. Yeah. He rose to his ranks as a scout, was eventually promoted to forge father and he is was given something known as the tome of fire which is actually Ooh. a mysterious little book written by vulcan and it showed up right before vulcan disappeared okay for the last time right when he uh when he showed up as a asteroid no 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 uh, after after the, this is after the war of the beast oh okay gotcha So this tome carries a, well, as a forge father, his job is to understand the tome perfectly, like know the whole thing. But in the tome are a lot of like words of wisdom, guidance for everybody. But there's also lots of volumes where secrets are revealed with clues, riddles and tests that Vulcan wrote for his sons. And this is why... Uh, he said, like, only the most intelligent of his chapter would be able to figure it out. And is it bad that as soon as you said that, I just imagine this big fucking space rain looking through? He's like, oh, what's the next What's the next secret? And there's just, like, a big uh, crossword puzzle with the numbers below it, and he's, he needs to figure it out. And he's like, mm, what's guys, a ten- what's a ten-letter word for immolation? <laughs> I don't know, boss. Wait a minute. He's like, I gotta figure this out. I, I don't know if that's actually a word. but Wait, you know. immolation. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ah, uh, nine. So close. Oh no, wait, no, no, there is, wait, there is ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's ten. Immolation is a ten-letter word. <laughs> Let's go, DK. Let's go. What's a ten-letter word for immolation? It's immolation. immolation. Wow, Vulcan, you sneaky son of a bitch. What's a fourteen-letter <laughs> word for immolation? Self-immolation. <laughs> Oh, wow, this is great. This is the, the, the wisdom, the wisdom of Vulcan. What's what's this? In this book, it says the only way to true is to true ascendancy is to light your feet on fire. Well, all right, if Vulcan says so, turn to the page, lull your foot's on fire, yeah. fucking idiot. <laughs> now I just imagine the, the Tome of Fire is just like crossword puzzles. It's a jumble puzzle. There's a page. It's like a coloring book. <laughs> It's like once you color this in, you'll know the location of the blah blah. blah. It's like all right, does that purple? They want to. It's it, they want to color in. It's like a space marine, and they want to color it in. And in order to understand the location of the next artifact, they need to color it in properly. But they only <laughs> own orange and red crayons, yeah, and, and, and a green one, and one green one, and they yeah. keep on like. Damn it! How do you color in the bolter? We only have fire crayons. Yeah. I, I uh, maybe if you mix the anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's that's all I can imagine this tome being now. It's so stupid. They're they're pondering their tome. <laughs> to ponder the tome. Um. So there are currently. Uh, so they found out is that there are nine artifacts of Vulcan. And of the nine, the idea is that they find all nine, and then Vulcan will return to them. And so it is Vulcan Histan's entire purpose to find these artifacts. It is his entire job to search for them. Okay. And so he currently has five. Oh. Uh, a five of the nine, and three of them he personally wears on his person. Oh, which three does he wear? Like, well, do first they, things first. Do they first. give him any powers, or are they just literally artifacts? Well, first things first, his mini is very old and shit. Oh, I mean, uh, it's not that bad. I mean, it's, I think it's resin, so it's bad. 
Oh, I was gonna say looks wise, it actually it's okay. It, it's I mean it's, it's not as bad as some of the Necron ones. It's, I guess, it's not but... as good as um uh, what's his face? Um, I already forget what the other dude's name was. Um, what the the bald guy? He tries to save everybody. What's his name again? The bald guy he tries to save. Yeah, the guy everybody. we were just talking about before Histan. Adric Agatone? Yeah, it, that's that. He's way cooler. Oh well, yeah, he looks better because his model is like super new. Yeah, they like Histan just kind of looks like a space marine. Like there's nothing very special about him. With a cape and a spear, yeah. Yeah, and Adrax is just like, look at how beefy I am. My armor is cooler. I have this big flame thing, and I have this giant gold pauldron, and I have a gas mask thing on because I'm too hardcore to wear a helmet. Ooh, like I, I would think that these two minis should be swapped. Hastan should look the way Adrax does, and Adrax should look the way Hastan does. I think it's mainly just because of the fact that old, uh, old model. And yeah. and then Vulcan new uh, or uh, Adrax new model. Is there uh, but, any chance uh, Histan is getting a new model? Sorry to interrupt again. I hope. Yeah. I I hope I I want I want like there's some cool kit bashes out there. I just hope he gets a better model because he's a big deal and he's got some he's a shitty fucking yeah he's a shitty fucking model. But yeah. regardless, um, the three he currently wears he has something called the Kessere's mantle, which is that gigantic cloak he has on the back. It's, it's a scaled cloak from the skin of a Drake. Slain by Vulcan himself. Oh, okay. Is it the uh, Drake that uh, he slayed with the Emperor, or is this just a different one? I'm assuming it's a different one. Okay. Um, he also has something called the Spear of Vulcan, which is a weapon forged by Vulcan himself, which is apparently so damn strong that if it hits enemy Space Marine power armor, it will set their armor on fire. Whoa. That's, like it, it, that is it, a big deal. It melts through ceramites. It just goes right through it. Whoa. Wow. And then uh, <laughs> his, uh, his <laughs> other hand, he has the Gauntlet of the Forge, which is a mailed fist, uh, which allows him to summon fire at his knee. It's basically like a flamethrower hand. Oh, that's so dope. So he's like Boba Fett. Yeah, sure. Why not? Sick. He actually is really proud of that one because uh, he likes to tell the tale of how he recovered it from an Eldar Corsair, someone named Lord Ieth Bloodweaver. Whoa. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. That's uh, I don't know why, but aesthetically that one is the coolest. Having the having the flamethrower fist is just that's that's top tier uh, fantasy aesthetic. A, fl a flame gauntlet like that is super awesome. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so Vulcan Histan's quest is simple. Hunt for the remaining relics. Um, now, on about three occasions, I think, Trace in the Infinite has attempted to steal the spear. <laughs> of course he has. Um, and, and, it's a priceless artifact that'll maybe bring back Vulcan. Of course he wants it in his gallery. Mm-hmm. So occasionally he's been stabbed by the spear and then teleported Ooh. to his surrogate. And he's like, damn it. Damn it! Not again. Shit. So, so Trazen knows how much that spear hurts. Oh yeah, but at the same time, he's also like, "I want it, yeah, and I'm course. gonna, I'm gonna fucking get it." I mean, that's a hell of a thing to have. Like, even if it wasn't just for the gallery, it'd be a hell of a weapon to just straight up use. Yeah, it, it's super nuts, and, and it's pretty, uh, it's it's pretty cool in the tabletop. Although I might need an upper rules upgrade. Yeah. Um, on another side note, uh, salamanders, like many Space Marine chapters, do have librarians. Okay. And uh, they are, you know, psychers. And can you guess what they do with their psychic powers? Uh, something, something, summon fire. Fireball! Makes sense to me. One of them creates a giant conflagration of a gigantic flaming dragon that Whoa. flies towards the enemies and fucks people up. Whoa, they literally summon a, a dragon made of fire and just it, fly it at people? Literal dragon made of fire. Oh my god, that's so fucking metal, dude. Oh, I love it. One of the librarians will will uh, fire the flame so hard that it wreathes his entire body in veins and fire. And if you cool. get too close to him, you will blister and set a light. So he wow. just like walks into the fucking room. And he's <laughs> like, what's up? What's up? Can't touch me. Boom. Damn. It's great. He's, they got one uh, that's so powerful that the called Nocturne's Fire. Mm -hmm. It is so incredibly strong, it's actually a little terrifying, and they don't like to use it very often. 
they like to it's basically a gigantic inferno that goes in every direction around them and they can't move while casting it, it is just oh. a gigantic fire storm from all directions damn i i mean i guess when you do something like that uh you, you wouldn't need to move because you know it's everywhere mm -hmm. oh shit is this what their librarians look like yeah librarians generally are painted a bluish color throughout every uh space marine le uh like legion oh the, the blue okay. the blue librarians just like the blue is the color of the librarian but they have some of their decals and shit on there right that one with the uh, uh, librarian that's got the sword pointing at you with the blue eye. Why does he have blue eyes? Shouldn't they be red? I'm, maybe he's casting a power or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Magic. Cause, cause magic. magic. Okay. But that's a very cool picture. That's, ooh, that's super dope. That's the picture you should use when we're talking about this because holy shit. There's there's some, some really, really dope things. Yeah, the librarians sound very scary with the salamanders. I mean, I guess they're always supposed to be scary because, you know, it's like a, a librarian is essentially a space marine psyker, right? By and uh, large. Yeah. Super simple terms. But yeah, that that's, oof, boy, that they sound not fun to fight. No, they are. They are very scary. There's a lot of fire. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool uh, powers. Want them on my side, though. They have a couple other cool relics. There's something called the Surter's Breath. Which okay. is a salamander with a unique modification uh, that was used uh, with a reputation with a death watch, and it basically it's a it's just like a flame with a special propellant that fires at twice the range with an ultraviolet fire, just kind of oh. kind of neat. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, you've got something called the Wrath of Prometheus, which is a special crafted bolter, um, which, of course, is always cool looking. You've yeah. got the salamander's mantle, which is a gigantic drake skin cloak. Oh, nice. Dope-ass cape. Nice. Dope-ass nice. capes are always awesome. Yep. yep. Um, you have, like, the... I, I mentioned the Gauntlet of the Forge already. Uh, there's some ships and, and burning halos, which are... Burning halos are, are actually super interesting because they're... Oh, oh, that's what it's called. Burning halo. Yeah, that's um, what his face had. Um, right, so it's called an iron halo. That is a burning halo, which is basically an iron halo, except when the force field is struck... The kinetic energy is then converted into an explosion of searing flame back at the attacker. Oh boy! So it's like a it's like an iron halo on crack. It is a crack halo. Wow, that's so really damn. Imagine trying to bonk crack. somebody with like a hammer, <laughs> and and then it just, it just hits back at you and just gets set on fire, and you're like, oh, <laughs> the risk I took was calculated. But damn, am I bad at pyrotechnics? <laughs> um, is there any proof that like once they find all the relics that Vulcans actually kind of come back and it's not just a wild goose chase? No. Okay. I, I mean, maybe there is, but I don't know of any. And okay. and honestly, it probably is better that way that that there's that it's just like this Vulcan said this is the way to do it, and we'll see. I is it bad? That I kind of want them to find all the relics and have nothing happen. But it would be Vulcan. very, it would be very, forty k, very grim dark. You know, very, yeah, it's a very grim dark thing to happen, right? They go to all this trouble, find all the relics, and nothing. They they also they, they have a very funny accent they use for them in the text to speech series where they make them all sound like hoity toity uh like knights. Oh. Or, or like like they they kind of walk it's like oh. Oh, doth thou find fire fearful? Ha ha! <laughs> uh, be gone, demon! Fire's flamer. It's like, ah! Thine foul, uh, foul smuttery! Alright. Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. I'm yeah. just imagining them with that voice being like, What? Doth Vulcan not return? <laughs> Blasphemy! Where thou art thine, do doth Vulcan? Doth Vulcan, where? Alas, poor Vulcan. I never knew him, because he's gone. <laughs> oh, Vulcan. Just so, assuming shit like that. I mean, well, it sounds like all these relics are like uh pretty like they'd be useful in a fight anyway. So like even if Vulcan doesn't come back, you still have all these really dope relics that you honestly the salamanders should have anyway. Right? Oh yeah. I, I mean the salamanders oh, the thing is that a lot of their fancy pantsy relics aren't actually that interesting to talk about because it normally just comes down to really good flamer and really good hammer and really good bolter. Yeah. Because they craft all their shit, and that's, mm -hmm. you know, the whole point of the matter. Yeah. 
Uh, Shy said salamanders are cool, but kind of over-specialized. If you ever DM a Dungeons and Dragons game with salamander, just throw some fire-based monsters at them. They'll be like, I cast fireball, and you're like, it doesn't do anything, and they go all Pikachu face. That's not... <laughs> that, 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 that sounds work. about right. They, they, if they you certainly be a are. DM, you could certainly do that. They certainly are specialized, no doubt. I can see that. Yep. Um, there's a lot, and, and quickly on the terms of the tabletop, uh, they actually are, they were actually pretty darn good for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, they, they've gone down in popularity a little bit lately, but they've got some pretty dope stratagems and stuff. Like, for example, when you fire a flamer, you roll a dice, like a D6, that's how many shots your flamer gets, like a three, four, one. Okay. They have a stratagem called Flamecraft, where you just make it six for all of them. Um, there's actually a, they have a stratagem called Vengeance for Isvan 5, where if you fight a word bearer, iron warrior, knight lord, or alpha legion, you can reroll your hit roll because they nuke, hey! <laughs> they decide to nuke you. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Cool. There's like strength of the Primarch, mm -hmm. which is uh, a great, what's actually, wait, what, what the, oh my God, that's actually really strong. Holy shit. Add plus one of your strength in the fight phase and an unmodified wound roll of six doubles the damage. Wow, holy crap. Um, there's stand your ground. There's born protectors. Uh, exemplar of the Promethean Creed. The fires of battle. Self-sacrifice is literally a stratagem. Rise from the ashes. Blah, blah, blah. Of course, of course. All very, very on-the-nose Sally stuff. Yeah. Fire shield. There's one called Drake Skin. Which is a special um, librarian ability. Okay. Uh, okay. And for their actual in-game abilities, um, they get a little bit of bonus to a certain armor penetration. So they ignore it because they're big and tough. Okay. And they get to re-roll a dice every time they attack or shoot because they have mastercrafted weapons. Makes sense. Uh, and then um, they all and they naturally get bonuses due to their thing called doctrines if they use any flamers or melta-based weaponry. Is there any faction or group that is heavily resistant to fire in the tabletop that's like the salamanders hate fighting them because, oh, I can't use my melt or my flame? <laughs> I like how you went straight with the British. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, gotta keep... Uh, I, I, it's yeah. all right, I got it. I get you. Um, no, no, because that kind of turns it into a very, um, like... Oh, uh, yeah, then you'd, then you'd be metaing people out and you'd be uh, counter-picking yeah. armies, yeah, yeah. No one no one likes dealing with that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. but... um. I mean, yeah, I do own salamanders. I don't have them painted up fully, but I played them on the tabletop a few times on text, uh, tabletop simulator. Oh. Um, I mean, they play like they're supposed to. They they get benefits for flamers and melta, so take a lot of them. Mm -hmm. uh, they're a bit slow, uh, unless you take the fast stuff, which sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It just depends. Could you um, take a transport to load them into and make up for their lack of speed? Oh yeah, you can take like a land raider or something. It's yeah. just they're not very good. Oh. Okay, um, well. But then, like, eh, you know, there's certain things. Like, um, I, I really like Adrex Agatone on the tabletop. I think he's super good. Mm -hmm. um, he's got his his hammer does a mighty four damage, which is insane. <laughs> um, he's got he gives like uh, he gives a really nice ability where he allows people around him to have a wound roll of plus one during melee. Uh, Vulcan Haston is is pretty good. Vulcan Hassan lets you re-roll the wound roll for any flamers or melta weapons you have, which is pretty great. Um, Does he's, he do he's more cool. damage because he has the relics and he has the spear? His spear is actually really shit, I'm not going to lie. Ooh, um, that's unfortunate. Yeah, for, for the people watching, his spear is strength 6 minus 2 d3 damage with only 4 attacks. It's actually really mediocre. Oh. Um, I feel like he needs an update because Adrex Agatone with his strength eight minus three four damage <laughs> weapon is so much more powerful. Yeah. Would you even would you run Vulcanistan? Wouldn't you just run Adrex? Uh Vulcan's okay. I Vulcan's a little cheaper, but the mainly reason you would run Vulcan is because he gives you a nice reroll to wound for or you can select one uh core character and reroll a wound. The thing, the thing about flame weapons is that because they're flamethrowers, normally you have to roll to hit, and then you roll to wound. Um, oh. Like accu accuracy, then strength. Yeah. Because they're flamers, you never have to roll for accuracy. Because they're flamers. Oh, right. Because, yeah. What, who needs accuracy with a flamer? Yeah. 
So ironically, flamers are some of the best weapons to destroy aircraft because they don't have to roll the hits. Ah, uh, that okay. That that's that's pretty clever, actually. I like that. Uh, so, but you since you only have to roll the wound, the fact that Vulcan can give one unit full rerolls to wound with flame weapons. Oh, that yeah, okay. That becomes pretty good. And then if you're salamanders, if you're in a certain part of the game, all of your flamers and meltas get an extra plus one to wound. Ooh. So if you're if you're firing like if you're firing flamers, um like if you there's a unit called an aggressor squad, and then aggressors are in Gravis armor, and they have two flamethrowers on both of their arms. Ooh, very and, Sally. Very Sally. And if you fire these aggressors, they, so it basically it's uh, a d6, so a one dice, but there's two of them. And because they have two gauntlets. And then there's three in the squad, so it's six dice. And then when you roll it, and it's like strength four or whatever, but then you can imagine if you're firing at other marines, it would be strength four, toughness four, so you'd be wounding them on fours. But if you're a Sally's, you would increase the penetration because it's flamers, and then you would get plus one to wound, so now you're wounding them on threes, and then Vulcan lets you re-roll all your fails. So you're wow. wounding them on threes, re-rolling all your ones and twos. So it can really <laughs> it can really compound on itself, you know? Yeah, it sure can. That oh boy, that sounds that sounds fucked up. And also there's a um there's another thing they have they also are equipped with power fists. Which means they oh. they can run up and punch your ass afterwards. I, I think aggressors Jeez. are some of the salamanders' best units. Yeah, they sound really good. They sound like they will ruin your day. Um, oh, yeah. Also, those those uh, Sally's that Shy posted are actually painted really well. I I the color scheme looks a lot better the darker the green is. I agree. I think the dark green is what makes it stronger or looks yeah. better. The the light green of those earlier pictures we saw looks absolutely atrocious. But that dark green painted one looks really spicy. Yeah, there's some really, really good ones in there. I like it a lot. Yeah. There, there Anywho, I mean, after some gameplay stuff, that's really the Salamanders. General overview. Some yeah. Sally boys. They're they're good. They're good boys. They're 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 very good boys. I I, I like Sally's. They're you know, I don't. Well, I was gonna say I don't know that I'd mind being a Sally if I had to be a Space Marine, but their rituals are a little insane um a little a lot of a lot of that self-immolation and setting yourself on fire and and branding yourself and you know picking up hot chains and hot molten chains and oh boy but it sounds like once you've done all that stuff it's pretty great to be a salamander you get to be with your family you're honorable yeah you know they sound pretty sick for for as great as it is uh being a person in the 41st millennium <laughs> yeah as as yeah there are way worse things you could be like a this chair you could be a sofa yeah you could be a desk lamp you, <laughs> you could be the shade you might not be the you might be the shade on the lamp that'd be awful all right that's 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 good we're good we're good we're good we're good we're good, we're good. We're good. We're good. we did it salamanders um to our viewers, real quick, uh, the year is coming to a close. We're about we're about to roll out 2021. 2021 and 2020 have felt like a blur. Oh god, yeah, they felt like five years wrapped into two. They they really felt like they were the longest and, and most confusing years ever. Yep. Um as for us on Adeptus Ridiculous, we have a lot of stuff planned for 2021. 2022, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. 2022 we've got a lot of stuff planned uh we have tons of merch uh, ideas throughout the year we've got some exciting episodes possibly even some interviews mm. and we even have some competitions we plan on running at some point Ooh, so crazy. with all of that uh i want to extend a, a very heartfelt thank you 
Um, we, me and Shy have dragged DK to success. Oh, you really have. Yep. And, <laughs> and boy, does DK appreciate it, by the way. <laughs> boy, do I appreciate it. I am happy to be here. I said Woo. that, I said that as a way to be a dick, and then you're like, yep. You're goddamn right, and I am happy to be dragged along. God Thank you, one and all. God damn it. All right. Um, <laughs> though it, it's, it's actually been a pretty substantial thing for all of us. Um, yeah. not only the financial security for all three of us, uh, but going above and beyond that and the enjoyment that we get to do making a, our, uh, coming out with a podcast that should not have gone as popular as it did, but alas, <laughs> I don't know if alas is the right word, but thankfully, thankfully. But praise be to our fans. Uh, it has indeed blown up in a much more significant way than I think any of us initially thought. And also, I don't have to, uh, you know, I, I can have a little bit more leeway with my content. Shy does not have to review melee weapons in Warframe anymore. Mm-hmm. And DK, you don't have to be tied to Genshin Impact anymore. So thank God. Yes! Yes! Thank God. Yeah! The best news. The best news. Don't have to be tied to Genshin. Don't have to be tied to Warframe. Oh, life is life is good. Life, life is good. Life is All good. right. And with that, thank you everyone for watching this episode. Happy New Year. We will see you in the new year and we will try to make it a significantly better one than the past. My I'm name is Ben. Try to make it a ridiculous one. God, I was going to try to do a normal outro with the, my name is Bricky Thing, <laughs> and you ruined it. That's it. That's it, DK. That's it. You've posted cringe. Oh. Get down in the crypt. No, no, no. All right, DK. Get in the lava. Oh, fine.